Welcome to the Social for Brokers podcast with me, your host, Chris Target. This podcast is for mortgage brokers and estate agents who are looking to grow their online presence through social media. I'll share tips, best practices, and useful tools that will help you save time and ultimately expand your business. Welcome to the Social for Brokers podcast. As part of Marketing March, I have with me David Miles, who is the PPC expert and the founder of the PPC machine. So David, if anybody's in the mortgage space, they'll know him as the go-to guy when it comes to learning about PBC. So he'll talk about the benefits, how it can help your business, and he's kindly agreed to come on today and share the wisdom behind PPC. So David Miles, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Chris. Good to be here. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming on. You were on the podcast before in the very early days. Um, and I think it was probably about 70 episodes ago now, I would have thought. Wow. Yes, that was a while ago. Yeah. Yeah, it was a while ago. So it's good to have you back on. And and what we wanted to do with Marketing March is what we tend to find January, February, and you've probably seen the same, is everybody starts guns blazing, changing things, getting behind the computer, launching the websites. And then it comes to March and they go, ah, we kind of haven't had a direct plan of what to do January, February. So we can start quarter two with a bit more knowledge. So in the marketing March, we're going to cover things like SEO, PPC, social ads, those type of things. And PPC is one of the areas that people can, can gain some, gain some wins with their business. So before we get into it, can you explain what PPC stands for and what it does essentially? Yeah. So it stands for pay per click. Uh, so really, it defines it. It covers any kind of advertising model where instead of paying for the impression, instead of paying for your advert to appear, which obviously mm-hmm. is the way advertising's worked, you know, since printed media, you pay for your advert to appear in the newspaper or on a billboard at the railway station. You're paying for the appearance of it, regardless of whether someone responds to it. And the idea of PPC is you don't pay for your advert to actually appear. You mm-hmm. only pay if someone clicks on the ad. And goes through to your website. So the most common form of PPC advertising uh, are the ads that appear at the top of the Google search results. Um, they are pay-per-click ads, and Google's Google's you know trademark term for their PPC system is Google Ads. A few years ago, it was called Google AdWords. So some people may still know it by that term, but Google Ads is the is the biggest and widest known PPC advertising platform, basically. Okay, so PPC pay-per-click, and you. So Google will charge you for every time somebody clicks on your advert. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Before we get into how to do it and the keywords to look at, can you talk us through how effective it can actually be? Yeah, well, it can be very effective if you do it right. Um, mm-hmm. and the main reason for that is <clears throat> that it differs from it differs from a lot of other advertising in that it's, if you like, it's more subtle. In that if you think about most forms of advertising, like you know, everything from the newspaper ads to the railway billboards to Facebook ads, all those kinds of things. They're yeah. a kind of outbound marketing. So you are pushing your message out there and mm-hmm. hoping that somebody who sees it thinks, oh, yes, I need a mortgage broker or, oh, yes, I need a plumber or, you know, whatever, whatever it is you're advertising. With with Google ads, you don't push your message out in the same way at all. You are waiting for someone to sit down at Google or get their phone out, whatever, and type into Google I need a mortgage broker. And yeah. then your advert pops up in response to that. 
and says, ah, looks like you're looking for a mortgage broker. Hello, we can we can help with that. So it's a it's allowing people to find you and come to you rather than the equivalent of going out in the street with your loud halo or going up and down the road, banging on doors saying, can I, you know, do you want to buy my stuff? So, so instead of so, as you said, instead of um, outbound, where you're pushing stuff out to them, which is like social media and blog writing and everything, it's more inbound that when people are searching particular search terms, you will appear in front of them. Exactly. And that's what makes it very often higher quality, because if you've done it right, the only people who are going to click on your ad and hence come to your website are people who've entered something into Google that indicates they're in the market for the product or services that your business sells. Right. Okay. So I suppose the conversion of those people is a lot higher than if somebody would just click on the website and maybe take six months to make a decision. They're searching for that mortgage broken now. And in that moment, yeah. aren't they? Yeah, they've got their, you know, they've got their shopping hat on, as it were. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, not every single one will convert, but there's a much greater chance that they will, you know, compared to someone who is uh, who is on Twitter or on Facebook or on LinkedIn or whatever sees an advert, they may respond to that ad, but they didn't, you can be pretty certain they didn't go to Facebook to get a mortgage. They went there for some mm-hmm. other purpose. And they happen to have stumbled across your advert. Now, obviously, you know, platforms like Facebook, Instagram, whatever are, you can target your adverts far more to the people who are likely to be interested in a mortgage. But even mm. if you get your targeting spot on, that person still wasn't actually in mortgage shopping mode at the time they saw your ad. They were in killing time, catching up with friends. Yeah, scrolling. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, before we get into it, I just wanted to make people understand what ppc is on a very micro level and how it works so suppose where i want to start is how are you so well versed in ppc where have you been what have you done how what can you tell our audience <laughs> um through well yeah through bitter experience <laughs> <I> guess, <basically. laughs> um so long, long story short um many years ago i ended up owning half of an ifa firm and I I wasn't and never have been an advisor, um, mm. but I found myself owning half a business where we had a team of IFAs and mortgage brokers. Um, and the biggest thing that they needed was, guess what, leads. You know, this is yep. like 20 years ago. Um, they still needed the same thing 20 years ago that most mortgage <laughs> brokers need now. Um, and this was sort of relatively early days of the internet Well. I mean, the internet goes back to whatever the 60s, doesn't it? But it was relatively early days of the World Wide Web and people having, you know, mm-hmm. having access to the web on a fairly easy basis. So we started building these websites, thinking, you know, build a website. This is the future. Build a website. Leads will come flooding in. And so we built websites and bugger all happened. Nothing happened. Because, <laughs> because no one found the websites. Um, so then, you know, I heard about this at the time, relatively new thing of Google AdWords. Mm-hmm. Um, SEO was obviously, you know, around and was nowhere near as advanced as it was now. So we were doing stuff to websites to try and get them ranking in the search engines. But mm-hmm. even back then, that took a long while to happen. And then I saw this thing, well, Google AdWords, you can just you can just put money behind this and people will then see your ad straight away and they'll come to your website. You only pay if they, if they click. So this is relatively risk-free compared to running ads in the newspaper or the local radio mm-hmm. station or whatever. Um, so I started doing that. And like a lot of people, 
I did it, set the whole thing up, and it worked as far as people saw our ads and they clicked on them and we handed a load of money over to Google, but we still got bugger all from it because we were attracting the wrong kind of people because I'd done what a lot of newbies do. I'd followed all the sort of default settings. I'd just thrown as many different keywords at it as possible and thought, well, what are all the possible things people might type in if they want a mortgage broker or want a financial advisor? Throwing all this stuff at it, which of course then stops it being targeted. So basically through trial and error and, you know, trial and error involving time, money, frustration, I learned how to do it properly. Mm-hmm. Um, and once I learned how to do it properly, well, then, yeah, it worked. It brought in people who were searching for specific things um, and who came onto the websites and did make did make the inquiries. Um, and what I you know, realized at that time, and it still applies today, is this thing about trying to you know, go as broad as possible is not the right way to do it. You need to be really specific with your search terms because, you know, to to give an example, think of the difference between somebody who goes onto Google and types in mortgages Mm -hmm. and compare them to somebody who goes onto Google and types in, um, I don't know, uh, mortgage for for doctor um, with NHS and private income. Now, that second one, they have a far better idea what they're looking for. They've been far more specific. They've mm-hmm. probably already identified they have a particular problem or challenge that needs the help of a professional mortgage advisor. Um, and that was where we were going wrong. Originally, we were just going after anyone typing in anything to do with mortgages or housing or pensions or whatever. And, you know, if you do that, you just get people who are searching things like, you know, what's the state pension age? Well, you don't want yeah. to pay to get them to your website. You only want the people who are specifically searching for things you can help with and that's one of the big learnings i had i had initially with it so what i still say to people now is the more niche and the more specific you can be the better and hence like so many things in marketing ppc and google ads works much much better if you take the time first of all to really flesh out what your strategy is who your ideal client is what their problems and pain points are and then figure out how you can help them and how you communicate that through your website and we'll get into specifics and keywords because that was really interesting the way that you were talking about really targeting people that are actually searching for something very specific opposed to um, something very generic. You said something earlier on when you were chatting and it really struck with me and I heard this, I actually heard this in regards to property the other day, but t- what they say is it's it's not timing in the market it's time in the market. So what David said there is, yes, you could probably go on and pick one keyword and be very lucky and you'd hit strike gold with it. But what David's saying is he's had the time in the market where he's learned what does work, what doesn't work. Like there's no point putting 100 keywords out there because you're not going to get the business that you want. So it's all about that experience. And, and that's exactly what David is on this podcast for today. He's been doing PPC for 15 years now. Oh, it's nearly 20. In fact, it is about 20 years now. Yes. About 20 years. So I know I don't look old enough. That's what you're (laughs) you're, at that point, Chris. People on YouTube, (laughs) (laughs) I'll edit that one in. Um, So when David does speak about this PPC, he knows exactly what he's talking about and and 20 years experience in this area. So if you're going to take any notes and you want to start doing PPC, please make sure you take plenty of notes or go back and listen to what we're speaking about. So we're going to pretend I'm a complete newbie 
in PPC. I've got my mm. website. Looks pretty. It's got some nice articles on there. It's got loads of different pages, and I've uh, made it SEO optimized. Okay, but what I need today is I can't wait for SEO. I can't wait for six to twelve months for the website to build up. How do I start running PPC ads? What are the best practices? What do I need to do? Can you talk us through a few pointers that people could do right now? Yeah, sure. So this this kind of follows on from what I was saying just now about before you do the Google Ads, mm-hmm. you've really got to be clear on what you're trying to achieve and who you're targeting. Okay. Um, because where a lot of people go wrong with it is they just set some Google Ads up, point the ads to the homepage of their website, and mm-hmm. hope for the best. What, what you need to remember is this um, SEO-optimized, pretty-looking website that you just described is probably going to do a good job for the people who've been referred to you. you know, so, if you, okay. so if you're a mortgage broker and you've got that website you described, uh, if, if someone says to one of their friends, oh, you should go and talk to Chris, he's a great mortgage advisor, they're going to talk to you anyway because their friends told them to. So mm-hmm. if they go to your website, that's really just to reassure themselves that you know, you exist and, or maybe they've, maybe after they spoke to you, they'll go to their web, your website just to check the detail of something you said, you know, whatever, but they're, they're a pretty warm prospect. So mm-hmm. unless your website's really awful, it's not, it's unlikely to put them off, you know, and they've already kind of sold on you. Mm-hmm. The people who come through to your website from Google ads have never heard of you. You know, they are cold traffic, but they have, you know, they're, they're warm from the point of view if they need help from someone like you, but they have no affinity to you in particular. So they're cold from that point of view. So your website has to work a lot harder to convince mm-hmm. that person to go from being a visitor to being someone who fills in an inquiry form or picks up the phone. And that's the thing a lot of people overlook because once you once you understand the basics of it, getting someone to see your advert on Google and to click on it is not that hard. Well, it's certainly not the hardest part of the process. The hardest part is once they've come to your website, how do you get them to take that next step of contacting you? Mm-hmm. And the and one way to do that, or it's something that really helps with doing that, is having a dedicated landing page on your website for your Google Ads traffic. Right, and okay. To make that landing page effective, you need to have thought, first of all, about who am I trying to target? So what niche am I going after? Um, what does my ideal client look like? What are their pain points? Okay, so um, I gave that example just now, didn't I, of the uh, of the doctor who's got income from the NHS and from um, private practice. Okay, so maybe that doctor has already been to his own bank and been told, uh, well, I'm sorry, you might earn, you know, this much money per year, you tell us, but looking at your payslip, you know, you only earn this. And mm-hmm. he said, yeah, but I've got this private income. And, yeah, we're not interested in that. We're just looking at your payslip. So that's his pain point this doctor Mm -hmm. so if you know that and you then target your your google ads at uh, at doctors who are looking for mortgages and then may land on a landing page that says you know communicates the message that we can get you a mortgage which takes into account your nhs salary and your private patient income you know or your locum fees or whatever and because of that we can get you a bigger mortgage so as you can get the size house that you actually want rather than settling for second best suddenly you see how that pay they're going to go oh this is different from what i've seen elsewhere this is the place for me they specialize in doctors who've got the problem that i've got therefore i will make the inquiry Mm -hmm. whereas what happens in most cases of course that same doctor would click an ad 
land on a page that says uh, trusted expert mortgage advice contact same as everyone else exactly yeah. yeah um so that so that's why and again this doesn't just apply with google ads this applies you know as i'm sure you tell your clients with social media mm-hmm. with video marketing with seo with everything the better idea you have of who you're targeting of what their pain points are and how you can help cure those pains the more effective your marketing will be so if you don't do that I think you said earlier on about people rushing into marketing in January and February because it's a new year. And it's a bit, I was thinking, as you said, it's like people going to the gym, isn't it? The gym is yeah, always very simple, yeah. in January. Yeah. Um, but the same thing, if you if you rush into that marketing without a plan, it'll be you'll end up the same as the people who go to the gym in January and then, you know, by by March they've given up and they're back on the pies or back on the fags. Exactly. So we want to start off with a plan. So it's very similar like going to the gym. There's no point going to the gym and just lifting weights if you haven't got a plan lining up to it. So we've got the plan and we want to target doctors, for example, with um, NHS and private income. Okay. What's the next step for us to find the keywords that work the best for that particular niche? So there's a few different ways you can do it. There are are keyword tools out there that will give you ideas. So you could put in... You know, mortgages for doctors is your starting idea and it will tell you all sorts of variations and if you do that you shouldn't just blindly accept all of them because some of them might not be you know the kind of thing your target audience would type in um the the real thing you need to do is really try and put yourself inside the head of or in the shoes of or whatever your ideal client and think if i were in their position what would i type in and one of the challenges is that if you are actually the mortgage broker, or it's not just mortgage, you know, in any profession, you're often too close to it yourselves. Okay. So, you know, it's like uh, if you're a mortgage broker targeting uh, the subprime market, and I said to you, what what will your keyword be? You, you're probably going to say to me that one of your keywords or one of your most important keywords would be mortgages for adverse credit. And yet the average person in the street is doesn't know what adverse. They, they're more likely to type into Google mortgage with bad credit or mortgage for someone with credit problems or mortgage when I've got a CCJ or you know, that kind of stuff. They're not right. trying to use the technical term of adverse credit, um, you know, or um, what's another example? Protection. You know, brokers always talk about protection, but very few people will go on to go and type in uh, protection quote. You know, yeah, they might search income protection quote, um, but they, you know, but they within things like life insurance and critical illness, they'll search perhaps critical illness or life insurance quotes, but they're unlikely to search protection quote or protection broker or stuff like that, even though that might be the first keyword that if you specialize in protection springs to mind. So yeah. you've really got to think like your client, and, and that is easier said than done. And that's why one of the really simple tips I give people with keywords is get someone else to help you with it. You know, sit down with ideally someone who doesn't work in the business. So that could be okay. you know, a friend, partner, a client, um, you know, just someone who will be a step or two back from it and, and yeah. view it a little bit differently. Almost um, search. How can you find keywords that are searching in layman's terms? Yeah. I mean, I must have, I probably have I ever told you my um, suing the NHS story? No, 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 I, no, that one. Oh, I, I might. If people have listened to other podcasts, they might have heard me say it on there. So apologies if it's if it's a, a repeat. But years ago, um, 
I was working with a client that was a firm of solicitors. I was running their Google ads for them. In fact, Google AdWords back then, that's how long ago it was. <laughs> and this firm of solicitors, they had a niche, they had a specialism. They specialized in clinical negligence claims. And right. that's basically where you know, someone's like being in hospital, had an operation, it's gone wrong, and now they want to claim compensation for the, you know, the injuries and whatever they've suffered. And even back at this time, the cost per click for clinical negligence claims was about £20 a click. Wow. And yeah, uh, this is, I think, sort of, you know, mid 2000s, we're sort of, you know, 2006, 2007 kind of time. And I thought, well, before I dealt with this solicitor, I hadn't heard the expression clinical negligence claims. And I thought, yep. I bet a lot of their target audience haven't either. So yep. I thought, well, think like they would think. You've been into hospital, you've had this operation, it's left you worse off than when you started. You're sat at home, can't go to work. What are you thinking you want to do? You want to sue the NHS. So yeah, I looked into point. that. Nobody at that point was bidding on it. They are these days, but they weren't back then. I went back to the solicitor client and said, right, we should bid on sue the NHS. And the solicitor said it was, it was quite sort of formal kind of, you know, solicitor kind of guy. He said, well, I don't think we should do that. He said, that's a little bit, um, you know, a bit grubby. Cheapens what we do a bit, doesn't it, really? And I said, well, that is what you do, though, isn't it? You sue the NHS. You say, well, well, yes, we do. We do sue the NHS. Um, but you know, I'm not sure we want to, you know. Uh, and I said, well, put it this way. I said, that's £4 a click rather than 20 and He soon changed his mind. And funnily enough, yeah, he did. Um, he did, or oh, oh, go on, man, give it a try. So so went and did it. And it worked really well. Obviously, it worked well because we were suddenly in £4 a click territory, not 20 yeah. But it also worked well because it meant that the adverts were more relatable to the client. The client mm. goes on to Google, types in Sue the NHS. And when we see an advert that says, want Sue the NHS, we can help you. Suddenly yeah. they don't sound like stuffy solicitors talking about clinical negligence or medical compensation claims or whatever. They're talking the client's language. And same, you know, with adverse and bad credit. Not only will you attract people with the keyword they're using, but if your mm. advert then uses that same language, it will seem more relatable, friendlier, whatever, and your advert will get the click rather than the one that says subprime adverse specialists or whatever. And that that shows how powerful it is getting somebody from outside of the business coming in like you did with the solicitors. You were like, I've never heard of clinical negligence claims. Whereas you were like, I just want to sue the NHS. That's what people are thinking. Yeah. Similar to, I had an MOT done on the car and it's kind of like your, your driver rear side tyre is up for inspection. Whereas he's just said to me, mate, you need your back tires doing that. Mm. And I will go on to the, I'll go on and go rear, rear tire replacement. The sim, I'm not going driver side rear inspection tire. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? What it, you've, because what you've got in your head is a bald tire yeah, rather than yeah. a tire with minimal tread depth. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, whatever, yeah. Which is probably what it would have said on the report. And that's very, it's just showing that try and step back. And, and I say this to people with social media content that if somebody, picks up the phone to you, they're not going to say, um, how much is mortgage affordability for a dual income household um, with 75% loan to value? The question is, how much can I borrow? Yeah. That's it. And that's yeah. that's what you want your social to do is to answer it on a very... Yeah, they want to know, can I borrow five times my salary? You know, yeah. or Yes or no, yeah. simple as or that. Or how much deposit do I need? Yeah. That, that just really simplify and answer the questions that people are asking you on an everyday basis mm. instead of trying to talk to them about, um, I don't know, the benefit of critical illness cover compared to life insurance over a 25-year period for a non-smoker. It's like, yeah. whoa, that's too much information. I just want to know if I smoke, can I get life insurance? Yeah. 
and just really speak speak as Which if again, you're speaking it, it, to this you. is the pain point thing isn't it see that's the pain point is i'm a smoker and i therefore i don't know if i can get life insurance or whether it'll be affordable solve yeah. my pain point by saying to me well yes you can get life insurance yes it will cost you a bit more but yes we can get it for you or you know i've got this particular medical condition can i get life insurance um and yeah you know not so just sim- in this industry but in so many people lose sight of the fact that um I start to say this to mortgage brokers. Nobody wants a mortgage. So, yeah. you know, I, everyone wants house. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you talk to any mortgage broker, you can confidently say to them, every person you've sold a mortgage to did not want one. And <laughs> if, they if they don't know where you're coming from, they oh my God, compliance, miss selling nightmare. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, but because they didn't want to, you know, would you like a big pile of debt, Chris, that's going to take you 25 to 30 years to pay off? Of course no. you don't. What you want is the thing that pile of debt gives you, which is, the nice home or more room for the twins that are on the way or the extra money to do your loft conversion or whatever it is. That's the thing people actually want. And so all of your marketing from, you know, the ad they click on through to the landing page through to anything else you're doing should be far more about those outcomes and the pains and problems you solve rather than, um, you know, talking the kind of stuff you were just saying there about, you know, loan to values and income. Perfect perfect example is he's talking about nobody's going to Google remortgage to renovate. It's very rare, but they might say remortgage for loft extension, loft yeah. conversion, garage conversion. So just, I think what David's saying here, and I, it opened my eyes to it, is take that step back and go, right, how would I search for it if I didn't know anything about mortgages? Yeah, and actually an important thing that perhaps we haven't emphasized enough, but I thought of it when you said it just there is, yeah, a mortgage broker listening to what you just said might think, well, a remortgage to renovate a house or do a loft conversion or do your garage, it's all the same product. It's all the same thing. Yeah. But it's not to the end consumer. Mm-hmm. At the end, people will do very specific searches on Google because they think, rightly or wrongly, that there'll be something very specific to their situation. So they may well think, well, if I put in it's a remortgage to a loft conversion, perhaps I'll get a better rate than if I put in it's a remortgage to pay off debts you know or whatever yep. um so people will be very specific with it's it. like a perfect example is taking a step back out of the mortgage world because i feel i know quite a lot about it if we go to cars i'm not really into cars and we had an electric car in my head i didn't know if an mot for an electric car was the same as for a petrol car so i searched mot for electric car locally it was exactly the same and it bought up exactly the same garages. Yeah. But in my head, I know that that garage has targeted the electric car word. So yeah. I know I'm safe knowing I can drop it off and know they'll do the MOT. I'm not. And so what about thinking. then, even though, as you say, it's exactly the same, you know, set of checks and everything it has to go through. But what about then if you'd search MOT for electric car and you've seen a whole lot of ads come up that said, you know, local MOT station or MOTs, wherever it is you are. But one of the ads said electric car MOTs. You probably click, click on, on that, that ad. If it then went to a landing page, it was purely about MOTs for electric cars, had pictures of electric cars, and perhaps had some little extra bonus there, like, um, I don't know, a free, a free charge with every electric car. You know, when you bring your car, yeah. electric car plus MOT, we'll put, you know, if you want to leave it here all day, we'll put five hours of charge in it or something. Then suddenly would it go to mo- them. I would have been much more likely, I went with a big brand name, but I would have been much more likely to use a smaller garage because they told me electric than go like with Quick Fit that I went with because yeah. 
quick fit. It came up when I said electric cars. He didn't mention electric cars, but I thought quick fit can be trusted. But if yeah. a local garage said electric, I would have clicked on there. That's yeah, that's massive, isn't it? Actually, you think if you had a landing page remortgages for loft conversions, boom, there you go. Yeah. You've probably converted a lot of people that are asking for it anyway. Yeah, because it's not necessarily about whether you know you have a specific product for that market. It's about do people perceive you as being someone who has experience in that, you know, knows yeah. how that thing works. And that's, that's, that's everything with marketing, isn't it? It's perceiving it's yeah. the McDonald's salad. The McDonald's salad was never any more, more healthy than a Big Mac, but it was perceived to be. So they could cater for the people yeah. that wanted fast food, junk food, and the people that wanted something healthy, even it was perceived more healthy. Yeah, we're going into onto a tangent here, but anyway, <laughs> so we're, we're so um we want to target, we want to look at a specific niche. We were looking at specific keywords. Where can people find the most effective keywords? Well, uh, there's not really such thing as the the most. You said there's like oh, okay, yeah, so it's or, just or sort of ready made. It, it's I suppose what I would say with with that is there's an element of trial and error. So as with so many things okay. in marketing, there is not one set way of doing it and you know you should always test out different keywords and as time goes on you may well see that keyword a gives you better results than keyword b mm. and that's fine because what you can then do within google ads is you can pause the one that the keyword doesn't work so well or you can reduce your bids on that keyword and increase the bids on the keyword that does work better but i would say if you want a general rule of thumb think about what we call search intent okay. so this is an, a similar idea to the thing about putting yourself in the in the shoes of the person doing the search and thinking, of what would they type in? But also think about the different meanings of things they would type in. So there is, um, there's, I'll give you a real example, actually, from quite a few years ago, I was running a public training course on, on how to use Google Ads, and I had people there from lots of different types of businesses. And one of the guys there, he ran a, a company that did, uh, cleaning of commercial kitchens and he'd got an existing google ads account and as part of the course we i said look can i have a volunteer we'll go into your google ads account and we'll look at how it stacks up against some of the theory i've been teaching you so far and he'd got keywords in his account like commercial kitchen cleaning company um commercial kitchen cleaning kitchen steam cleaning those kinds of things and it very quickly became clear when we looked at it excuse me that the keywords that performed best were the ones that said things like kitchen cleaning company rather than just kitchen rather than just commercial kitchen cleaning because uh, okay. if someone included the, in that example the word company in their search think of the search intent yeah they're clearly intending to find somebody that they can pay to come and do this job for them mm -hmm. whereas someone who just types in commercial kitchen cleaning they might want to pay someone to do it for them or they might just want to download a free checklist so as when they're doing it themselves, yeah. they can make sure they've followed all the things you or need. Or a to particular product or a cleaning product or something yeah. like that. Yeah, that's really um, So again, so relating that to mortgages, think about the difference in search intent between someone who types in, um, I'm trying to think of a low intent thing, um, latest mortgage rates mm -hmm. versus someone who types in mortgage broker near me. Okay, now, yeah. The one who types in mortgage broker near me, unless they're particularly weird, they almost certainly want to talk to a mortgage broker. Yeah, they want yeah. to get professional help to get their mortgage. Now, they might, when they talk to you, not like you. I might think your fees are too high or might not be suitable, but they have an intention 
to speak to professional about their mortgage. Mm-hmm. Whereas the person who types in latest mortgage rates, they may want to talk to a broker or they just they be might, nosy. might just be rate shopping. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, they might be a student writing a dissertation about the housing market who just needs to know what the latest base rate is and have no intention mm-hmm. of, you know. So there's a whole range there. So I think the best answer I can give you is where do you find the best keywords? It, you know, it's not that you can go and look in this particular place for them. But it's think about who am I targeting and what is what would they type in? So what's the sort of user language, the customer language of it? And what's the intent behind each different kind of thing they could type in? Okay, fantastic. So we've got, we want to work out who we're targeting. We want to then choose the words that we're targeting those specific people with. What do we actually have to do now to set up a Google account? Can you let us know where to go, how to do it? Um, yeah, so um, I mean, I've got some free training and resources on my website people can look please, at. Please, please talk, can, talk them through this because I want to speak to about what David does and how he helps people. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, in, in simple terms, you know, what the process is is you create a Google Ads account if you don't already have one, um, and then you go through and you create your what we call the, the campaign, and you have to tell it the list of keywords that you want to bid on. And then you take the maximum amount you're willing to pay for each click. There are automated bidding models that you can use. I actually recommend that you use manual bidding myself. So you stay in control of it. But mm-hmm. um, and then you write your own advert. So each advert has um, has a, a three headline. You can put in more headlines and it will choose from them. But it will display up to three headlines on the ad, the sort of blue title bit at the top, and then two lines of description. And you need to make sure that those ads are relevant to the keywords and they contain the kind of benefits and things we've been talking about. And then you tell, you say what page on your website you want my ad to point to. And so that's where people will go when they click. Mm-hmm. Um, you give it your credit card information so they can bill you. Um, and that, you know, in, in simple terms is what, what's involved in doing the setup. Obviously, you know, there are things you have to watch out for along the way and nuances around that. Mm-hmm. And everything. But that's the basic, you know, sort of high level overview of how, of how the whole thing works. Okay, fantastic. So just to recap, we've gone through, the, the find out who you want to target, find out the language that they use to target. I've now set up a Google Ads account and I've started to have a go at it. It could go fantastically and it works really well. If it doesn't go so well and I want to, or I want to enhance the offering of Google mm-hmm. Ads, how can the PPC machine help? Uh, so we've got everything from, let's say, some free guides and training and stuff which i'm sure we can put some links to in the show notes or something if people want that um in terms of sort of uh paid for offerings the main things that that we offer are i've got a a membership and group coaching program for people who want to learn how to do their own google ads and other aspects of their marketing as well we teach things like email marketing seo facebook advertising all that stuff but it's all done through online training courses that you can access and go through at your own pace but the big thing we do that's different is rather than just saying there's a lot of online training courses, go and get on with it, because we know that people won't necessarily get on with it, um, is we have group coaching. So every two weeks, we have a, a Zoom call where people can come along, get further training on particular topics, have Q&A sessions, or even, you know, someone can come along and say, right, I'm working on this series of emails to send out to my list. Can I get some feedback? And they'll get oh, feedback from me and other members of the group. So it's a very much a sort of online training, but with lots of handholding and stuff, because... I know, you know, from own experience and talk to other people, a lot of people buy online courses and either never start them 
or they start them, they get stuck on something. So they give up because there's nowhere to turn for help. So when I created this, this program two or so years ago, I was like, this is going to be, you know, a group coaching element to it. So as people actually get, get the stuff done. And if they're stuck as well in between calls, they can post questions at a forum that's for members only and get answers from me. Um, so there's that. And then I also, for people who want to take things to the next level, I do one-to-one coaching where, um, I work directly with, um, you know, with individuals or, or with the owners of firms or whatever. And I coach them on all aspects of their digital marketing, obviously a big focus on Google ads. Um, but we also tend to end up sort of straying into areas of business coaching as well. Cause I often find, for example, that I have a mortgage broker on IFA who wants to do their marketing, but then they start finding they don't actually quite have enough time to do it. So then sometimes mm-hmm. we have to kind of deviate off and go, right, okay, let's, so as we can free up the time for you to do this marketing, but you, but we both know you need to do, let's look at things like the processes in your business and how well you're delegating stuff and how well your time management is set up so as we can create the time for you to do these mm-hmm. things. Um, so yeah, it, it covers sort of all of, all of the stuff they need really to, to grow into a more profitable business. And, and David has that background working in an IFA firm. 20 years within the industry, speaking to countless numbers of IFAs and mortgage brokers. He knows what makes a successful business and can speak. And, and we spoke about this the other day that you quite enjoy it, don't you? You enjoy sitting down with people and, and finding oh, yeah. those I mean, I do. Wins. Yeah, I mean, I do have a few clients where I run their Google Ads for them, but the thing, mm. I, the thing I much prefer is helping people do it themselves, mm-hmm. really. I just, you know, I've always... Uh, you know, I've, I've been in, involved in training in all sorts of different roles. I've always prefer that. I've, I don't know if you know, but I was even for a while a part-time driving instructor. That's how much I like. Oh, well, you're teaching like people. Teaching yeah, I, I did that years ago. Um, it was something I'd always, I, I love cars and driving, always have done. I like teaching people and training things. So this is like nearly 20 years ago i just thought right i'm just going to go out and get qualified to be a driving instructor and i you know as well as, as well as running my business during the day and in the evenings i would go out and just do like an hour or so of, of, i had like oh, three, cool. three students at any one time and just would do that for a bit of a bit of fun and a way to fund having an extra car that I wouldn't otherwise have had oh, nice um, <laughs> never so, do yeah, that there you another, go that's a random fact about me i'm not sure that's come out in any other podcast so there you go you've got first <laughs> scoop so if anybody does want to get in touch about driving less, no, no. If yes. anybody does want to get in touch about PPC, and to be honest with you, I, I've spoken to a few of my clients that have used us for social that have been part of David's group and speak very highly of it. How can those people get in touch with you, David? What's the best way? Uh, easiest way is uh, drop me an email, david at the ppcmachine.co.uk uh, or find me on LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn as um, as Google AdWords guy um okay and, um yeah and i expect loads of your listeners probably connected me on linkedin anyway because i'm i've seen to have quite a lot of broker connections on there but yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and the great thing is is david understands the financial services industry so he's always going to give you the best the most effective advice um to to be compliant i'm sure there are some legalities in google that you need to be careful of we won't discuss them on here um because neither of us want to get in trouble but no there is actually a thing you have to you have to go through an extra verification process with google to run ads for financial services and it's not difficult to do and there's a video on my youtube channel that tells you how to do it but yeah so again the guys if just an extra little hurdle you have to go through 
And that's for some of the things you need to be very careful of. So yes, go and have a go at yourself. But I would always enlist a professional at the beginning to make sure it's all set up in the in the right way. And just the other thing, so I mean, anyone who anyone who's listening to this who just wants a bit of free advice, you're more. I, if you go onto my website, um, there's a page on there you can book a free strategy call. I, you know, I'll do a 15 minute call with you, give some advice on your marketing strategy, um, and yeah, no obligation to do anything Fantastic. beyond that. You get some free advice. What an offer. David, thank you so much for coming on. No, it's been a uh, pleasure. Thanks for having me. We've covered loads on here. And I, I really, I love that we've gone into depth into the keywords and how to, I like the way that we, we take a step back and find out the people that you want to target first before you do anything. I think that's that's very key. But David, thank you very much for coming on. Really appreciate it. No, it's been a pleasure. Thanks a lot. Thank you. So thank you very much for listening. If you feel this podcast brought you any value at all, I'd be extremely grateful if you could leave me a review on the podcast, little five stars, and subscribe to keep you up to date with all future episodes. We can also connect on social, so you can get me on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn, all with the handle Social for Brokers. Look forward to hearing from you and connecting with you all.